Awesome. So if you don't know who I am, my name is Adam and I am part of the youth team here at Life Central. I've been here for six months and here's some fun facts about me. Uh, firstly, I love spaghetti bolognese. Secondly, I support Liverpool FC. And thirdly, I'm a prolific gym membership person. What that means is I like to get a gym membership and go for a few weeks, but I don't actually go to the gym. But the thing about me and gyms is I'm ultra competitive. I'm not exactly an exercise guru. I don't care about any of that, but I love competing with people. And what I do is I go to the gym often and I'll find the oldest, weakest person and I'll try and compete with them. So often I'll go to the gym, I'll find the 72 year old granny, I'll go, you and me, we are in a race. Now they don't know that, but that's exactly what's going on there. And what happens is I'll get on the treadmill and I'll be running next to them. And if they're running at level 7.2, I'm running at 7.3. When they go up to 8.1, I'm going up to 8.2. When they're taking a break, I'm taking a break. But when they finish and they're like blowing and they're, that's when I sprint. That's when I sprint. And that's when I jump off and I go, look at me, I'm the champion. I'm the champion. It's funny, but it's a true story. Um, we laugh at that. But the reality is that competition is okay, it's healthy, but jealousy is something different. And competition can quickly come, uh, come into jealousy. And I wanna to talk tonight a bit about jealousy. And a few years ago, I got jealous at one of my closest friends and it really affected our friendship to the point of we fell out for a long time. Now, the background of the story is we were both doing similar jobs, but he seemed to be getting more opportunity than me. He seemed to be getting an easier way than me. And I was getting frustrated. I was getting angry. And actually, what ended up happening was he became the focus of my annoyance and my focus of everything. So every conversation was about this person. Everything I did, I was trying to bring him down. But the reality is he'd never actually done anything to harm me or upset me. He was a really nice person. And like I said, we were friends. He wasn't actually my enemy, but he quickly became like an enemy to me. And one day it all blew up and I got dragged into the office and we had to have this big conversation. And I was denying it all, but eventually it came out. I was jealous of who he was. I wanted to be like him. And I was struggling with my own identity as a reality. You know, it's funny, isn't it? Jealousy can sometimes lead us to do slightly silly things. It can be, lead us to be slightly agitated at people. It can sometimes lead us to straight up disliking people. But often it's the people who are the nicest to us that we end up hating as a result of jealousy. And maybe they've never done anything remotely wrong to us, like I said. But jealousy, once it's there, it creeps into our hearts. We start viewing them in a different way. And more importantly, we start viewing ourselves in a different way. I want you to think about it. There probably are many people in your life that have done you wrong and you get annoyed at them or you don't like them. And, you know, that would be really justified. Maybe they've been mean to you, hit you, said things to you. And, you know, that can kind of be justified. But then sometimes there's these people that you dislike that have never done anything to harm you at all. And there's only reasonable explanation is you don't like them because you're jealous of them. And you're going to sit there and go, no, no, that's not me. But the reality is there is probably someone that's better looking than you, someone who's got a nicer car than your parents, someone who gets better grades than you, someone who's got a better position on the football team than you, someone who gets more attention than you, the house they live in, the money they have, the clothes they wear, the opportunities they get. There's always something that we get jealous of. It might even be something deeper. It might be like the, the fact that their family seems perfect and unbroken. It might be that their parents show up to everything that they do and support them. It might be that they never get poorly and they're always, always healthy, whereas you always get sick. 
It might be that they can speak up in public without getting nervous and you can't even say a word in class. Whatever it is, there's probably something that we're always going to be jealous of somebody else for. Whether your jealousy is over something small or runs deep, here's what I know to be true about jealousy. Jealousy changes the way that you see others. And more importantly, like I said, it changes the way that you see yourself. And that is the most important thing that I think I can say at this moment in time. When you see things that other people have and you don't, but wish you did, jealous, jealousy can lead you to feel unhappy about your life. Even if you were totally happy with your life before, jealousy can make you feel insecure, bring you to anxiety, and it actually makes you question about yourself. You start looking at them and it makes you feel worse about you. And that's when anger enters in. And I can almost guarantee you always anger follows jealousy. You see, that person becomes the source of your unhappy feelings and eventually the target of your anger. When we feel anger towards someone, it can so much be more difficult to celebrate the good things that we have and the good things that they have. So what do we do instead? Well, I'll tell you what we do. We distance ourselves from them. We talk badly about them behind their backs. Uh, we secretly make lists in our head of everything wrong with them and we don't like them. And we act like we don't like them. And we often, I say it, you walk around with a poo face. That's what I say to my kids. My boys are twins. And when one of them is jealous of the other, I say, get that poo face off of you right now. And you will walk around with a poo face. So all of a sudden, we're not good with them and we're not good with ourselves. The whole thing is, well, it's not really good, is it? And we all know that. But the real question is, what are we supposed to do about jealousy. You can't just wave some magic wand and the whole world be fair because that is not possible. And it's really not possible to stop being jealous, I don't think, because that is something that is in the human race. If you've ever dealt with jealousy, I wanna assure you, you're not alone. You've heard my story. And I'm pretty sure most of your leaders and most of your friends will feel it at some point in their lives. You know, thankfully the Bible gives us a lot of hope as well. We think the Bible are probably is full of perfect people. But the reality is it's not. And in the Bible, there are stories of people, great people who struggled with jealousy. And in the Bible, there's this story of this guy called Saul. Now, Saul is made the first king of Israel, and he's actually known as the good and generous king. And he would often go into battle and he would be courageous and win. People loved him. He had the respect of everybody. Other nations were feared him. He was the man, basically. But one day there was this battle that the Israelites faced. I'm going to set it up for you. There was two hills and in the middle was this valley. So on one hill was the goodies, the Israelites. And on the other hill was the baddies, the Philistines. And in the middle was this valley where they would meet. Now the Philistines, they're the baddies. And we always know that in a good story, the baddies have some sort of secret weapon. And it was no different. The Philistines had this guy called Goliath. You may have heard of him. He was a giant. And I mean a literal giant. He was over seven foot tall. He was as wide as a bus and he was as hench as anything. And actually, all Goliath had to do was come out and cry and shout a few things at these guys. Like, I'm going to smash you up. I'm going to eat you for my tea. I'm going to do all this stuff. And the Bible tells us that the Israelites were so frightened of him that they would run away. Now, there's this guy called David. You may have heard of him. He became king one day. But David, before he was king, he was just a shepherd boy. And he was used to fighting like lions and bears in the wild as a, shep as a shepherd to uh, protect his sheep. And one day he heard about Goliath because he was coming down to the battle line to give his brother some cheese sandwiches. He heard about this giant and he decided, do you know what? I'm going to do it. 
It's a pretty ballsy move, but he went to the king and said, I'm going to fight Goliath. The king was like, don't be stupid. You're too young. Goliath's been a fighting man all his life. Anyway, long story short, Dave talks him into it. Dave gets on the battle line, can't wear any armor because he's too small and too weeny, but he does take with him a slingshot and he picks three pebbles. And the Bible tells us that David starts swinging his uh, slingshot and he flicks this stone up at Goliath and he hits him in the head. And the Bible says this in 1 Samuel 17, 48 uh, to 50. says, so David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword and struck down the Philistine and killed him. That's amazing. And as you can imagine, David became this instant hero to the Israelite people. But, you know, his story didn't end there because King Saul promoted David because of his courage and because David delivered. He was known as the postman because every time he delivered. And uh, the Bible says this, that whatever mission Saul sent him on, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the troops and Saul's officers as well. In fact, David went on to have such great success that people would throw parties about him. And again, in the Bible, later on in that chapter, it says this, as they danced and they sang, they sang these songs about David. Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. David had become a legend. You see, the people danced and they loved him. And this made Saul really angry. It quite literally made him fuming. Saul was really angry. He said this. He said, ha, they've credited David with tens of thousands, he thought. But me, only with thousands? What more can he get but the kingdom? He was, he was raging, wasn't he? Come on. And as the people continued to, pray, to praise David for his heroic efforts, that's when Saul's jealousy really set in. He said that from that moment on, Saul kept a close eye on David. You see, David had had all these songs sung about him. And then all Saul was suddenly bothered by about was David. Saul was constantly now looking at David. Saul could have been happy for David. He could have applauded him. He could have gone along with the people and celebrated the fact that David had helped his nation. But instead, Saul felt threatened by David and his rise to fame and power. In fact, he even plotted to kill David and he spent the large majority of his later life hunting him down, chasing him and looking to kill him. Which is kind of crazy because he was the one who recognised David's skills in the beginning. He promoted him to this leadership position in the first place. So what changed? Well, you know, the author of the Proverbs gives us some great insight to this about how jealousy can lead to destruction. The author writes this. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. You know, I know that's true because I've experienced that myself. You see, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves in the same position as King Saul. We'll discover how jealousy of a friend can rot, destroy and ruin us. It can destroy that friendship. It can cause us to doubt our talents, our achievements and our successes. Jealousy can rot how we feel about ourselves. It can rob us of our own self-worth and can kill our sense of peace. Here's the fun fact. The person who wrote that proverb, we think probably was a guy called Solomon. Now, Solomon was David's son. And Solomon was also the wisest man who ever walked this earth apart from Jesus. 
I wonder where Solomon heard that from. I wonder if he came home one day and said, do you know what? I'm really jealous of Phoenix's hair. Dad, why can't I have like blonde hair? This is not fair. Why have I got this stupid brown hair? It makes me feel so insignificant. If I had brown hair, I'd be so much better. And you can imagine Solomon's dad, David, just saying to him, do you know what, son? Envy rots the bones. And him giving him this line. I reckon Solomon learned from his own father's experience. Do you know what? We will never stop encountering people who seem to have it better than us, have a better life than us. And that will never, ever stop. And sometimes that sets our hearts in a strange direction. And if we're not careful, that gut feeling of jealousy has the potential to not only ruin our relationships with others, but also ruin the way we feel about ourselves. Okay, so most of you will probably get this now. I'm talking about jealousy. I'm talking about how it hurts us, how it causes us pain, how it causes others pains as well. But how do we deal with it? How do we subtract from that? How do we um, bring a antidote to that whole thing? I've not told you that. And here's the bottom line, guys. Here's the thing that I want you to remember more than anything in the world. We can celebrate others because the more we celebrate others, the more we like ourselves. The more we celebrate others, the more we like ourselves. Hey, do you know what? If you were meant to be taller, God would have made you taller. If you were meant to be shorter, God would have made you shorter. If you were meant to have blonde hair, God would have given you blonde hair. If you were meant to be black, God would have made you black. If you were meant to be faster, you would have been faster. But you know what? God made you who you were because he created you in his own image. You are perfect the way you are. So when I was growing up, I always got travel sickness and I'd take these tablets and I'd eat certain, not eat certain foods. I'd have the window open. I'd do all this stuff and nothing seemed to work. And then one day somebody gave me these travel sickness bands and there was nothing like no medical reason why these would work. Other than the fact there was these tiny little beads on this band and they would put pressure in the right place that would make my brain think that something was different and that I would end up feeling different. Celebrating others works in the same way. It shouldn't work that way, but it does. But when you do it, you can trick your brain into feeling less jealousy and more love and more compassion for others. So here are two great ways to put this into practice and then I'm done. Start with yourself. I want you to look at yourself, think about who you are, who God made you to be. I want you to look at your life, determine what's worth celebrating because there always is worth something worth celebrating. What are you good at? What do you have to be thankful for? What's good in your life right now? These might seem like really cheesy questions to ask or practice, but trust me, write them down. Maybe even challenge yourself to write down one good thing about you every day. It will help. Do you know what? I wake up every morning now and I think nobody else is an Adam Whitley. Nobody else looks like me. Nobody else behaves like me. Why? Because I am a unique masterpiece and so are you. The second thing is this. Move towards the person that you're jealous of. Move towards that person. Do the same thing. When you're feeling that tug of jealousy, ask yourself, what can you celebrate about that person? What are you jealous of? What are they good at? What, what things make you thankful for them? Write those things down too. You know, this probably will be difficult at first, a bit weird, and it may seem pointless, but if you can stick with it and stay committed to this process, you will be amazed at how it changes, how you see yourself, but more importantly, how you see the person you're jealous of. It'll probably even make you change the way you see the world. I want you to think about maybe spending time praying or asking God or asking your friends to help you in changing your heart towards other people as well. So before we go into cruise, I want to remind you that God isn't mad. He doesn't get mad at us for feeling jealousy, but he understands 
that we all come wired with a tendency towards jealousy. He also knows how much it can hurt us and hurt our relationships, which is why he kind of wants us to get rid of that. He wants to help us with that. I want you to know jealousy will rot your relationships. It will rot your peace. But more importantly, uh, it will rot you. But the more you celebrate others, the more you like yourself. That is the bottom line. The more you celebrate others, the more you like yourselves. Guys, write that down, tweet it, put it all over your bedroom. The more I celebrate my friends, the more I'm going to like myself. So who do you need to celebrate? Maybe in this time when we go back to our cruise, we're going to think of one person we need to celebrate. Maybe you're not able to talk about them by name in our crew, but you can at least start thinking about them. Maybe your crew can help you, give you some ideas about how you can celebrate that person and also celebrate yourself. So I want to challenge you this. What is one thing you can do this week to celebrate them? Thanks for listening, guys. And I hope you have a really great time in your crew tonight.